Welcome to the Mindful Method Podcast, your one-stop resource for all things inner healing. My name is Kaylee Peel, and I'm a board-certified nurse coach, and my passion is to help you move from old ways of thinking into new ways of being. Instead of focusing on what's wrong with you, I help you see what is right with you. And instead of teaching you to accept your brokenness, I teach you to embrace your wholeness. And I lead you through a Christ-centered approach to self-awareness. This podcast is for you if you're interested in diving into topics like brain retraining, somatic healing, nervous system regulation, and basically all things mind-body connection. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful Method podcast. I have a new guest today. Her name is Brittany Danielle, and she is a holistic lifestyle coach and owner of Lifestyle Collective, LLC. So I'm so excited to have her on today to hear more about her story and um, just to talk more about brain retraining and nervous system regulation and kind of dive into those topics. So Brittany, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So I would love to know kind of your story leading up to becoming a nurse coach and what brought you to this journey. Um, so starting a little bit further back, I would say um, I was an athlete for 12 years. So I was coached for 12 years by multiple different coaches. Um, So I know what it feels like to be coached by good coaches and bad coaches. Um, I played basketball um, in high school and at the collegiate level. And whenever I was in college, I actually was diagnosed with chronic exertional compartment syndrome. And so when I ended up hurt for the first time ever in my entire career, I was not sure where to go, what to do, like had a total identity crisis. And so from there, you know, decided to go, I I had like a lot of self-development, a lot to figure out on my own, but then um, I decided to become a nurse. And so when I became a nurse, I hopped into the ER immediately as soon as I graduated in April of 2020. So literally in the middle of COVID, it was, um, it was a lot to take on being at a, I was at a level one trauma center in St. Louis, Missouri. And so um, I learned a lot. I saw a lot. I was exposed to a lot. And um, I spent a year, my first year of nursing in that um, emergency department. And so Um, after my year, I decided I wanted to travel nurse. And so started travel nursing in June of 21. And, um, it took me out to Virginia for six months. And then I uh, came back home and did an assignment down in Southern Missouri. And then I went out to New Mexico for my last assignment and then came home and, um, you know, I found nurse coaching when I was back in Missouri for one of my travel assignments. And um, I just, uh, I was in a place where I, you know, I was tired of seeing people all the time in the emergency department who, 
who didn't know how to take care of themselves outside of the ER or outside of the medical system, who some people had an interest, you know, in, in taking care of themselves and bettering themselves, but didn't know how. And there were other people who, you know, just were not interested at all. They were just totally dependent upon the medical system and that was okay with them. And that's, that's totally fine. But I was not interested in continuing to entertain the, um, the band-aid fix that we were giving a lot of people in the emergency department. So I like, I remember having like a six day span off of work and I was like, I'm sitting down, I'm figuring out what else it is I can do. <laughs> and I think I was on like my third or fourth day of research. And that's when I found nurse coaching. And I was like, yep, this is 100% what I'm meant to do. I love that this takes a holistic approach. This, you know, um, this is all interconnected. It's, you, you know, you look at every single area of someone's life and and allow those, the root cause to actually give you a little bit of insight into how someone can really truly create radical change. So um, I just graduated as a nurse coach in January and I have started working through my business for the last about month and a half. So <laughs> that is where I am. Awesome. That is so amazing. I love that story. And it's, it's similar to mine because I found myself brand new, pretty much out of school. Um, and I didn't start in the ER. I, I do work in the ER now, just part-time, but I was working orthopedics and I was thinking like, there has to be something more, right? There has to be something other than just, you know, chronic disease management. Like there has to be a way to prevent these things and to support people in a better way. And I, I think it was similar for me where I was just searching, searching like the vast mm -hmm. reaches of the internet. And I literally found the nurse coach collective, like on the last page on Google, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the way that no one finds anyone anymore. Like it was crazy and totally meant to wow. be. So it's, it's an amazing journey to be on. Um, and yeah, ER nursing is really interesting because um, you're sometimes you have the same patients come back over and over and over again so yep um there's like those high readmission rates and like mm -hmm. how do we actually make these changes sustainable so um are you still at the bedside now or just fully into business I am not at the bedside anymore um I left the hospital in December and I now work for a mobile IV infusion company here in St. Louis doing vi vitamin infusions for people like in their homes or at work. So that's my, um, my way of keeping like my favorite skill as a nurse as IV insertion and IV, yeah. um, you know, so, uh, I, I'm doing that now. Um, but I spend a lot of time and invest a lot of energy into my business more than working that job. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's cool, though, that you still get to have that skill piece, like that hands on, because yes. I think that's what mm -hmm. I would miss the most, too, if I were to leave yes. the ER entirely, is that. <laughs> yeah, that was IV a big skills. thing for me. Yeah, that was yeah. a big thing for me, because I, I took, I mean, I, I took pride in my ability to, you know, insert IVs whenever I was in the ER, and I I never wanted to poke someone twice, like, you know, going in to, uh, you know, and I met a lot of dialysis patients and a lot of people who, who were in DKA and a lot of trauma patients. So it's like, I, I was put in the situation to learn a lot and experience a lot in every single ER that I worked in. And so now with the job that I have, it's nice to be able to keep that skill and know that I'm, I'm not just necessarily just because I'm good at it, but the stigma around IV insertion too, like, 
people are people fear it you know some people are totally traumatized from their experiences in the hospital because of being poked multiple times and so it's nice to have that skill and be able to like actually do it in a relaxing way in someone's home or at work yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's a great way to connect with more people too for yes sure. mm-hmm. yeah I love that I love that mm-hmm. so do you feel like do you have your own personal health story that kind of plays into um like why you became a coach and how you coach people now so I would say a lot of my health comes from mental emotional spiritual development um you know I have um and I have a pretty like traumatic backstory so whenever I think about um, the way that I coach people, I do come from a place of like, knowing that like having a regulated nervous system is extremely important when, you know, trying to create change in your life. Um, Mindset is everything, you know, being open to actually seeing that the change in those areas of your life is important. And so, I would say that I come from a place of experience from just learning to to create that type of change. So I I spent a couple of years in therapy just trying to figure out like, you know, where a lot of my uh, my dysregulation came from, where a lot of my like emotional turmoil came from. And so uh, I I have spent a lot of time and energy, you know, with that type of self-development and um I would say that even on a physical level like just being an athlete and you know playing basketball in college and ending up with chronic exertional compartment syndrome and um kind of going through that physical shift even has absolutely helped me coach other people too so I'm I feel like because of my, those, those types of past stories that I have, I am one, like able to meet a lot of people where they are and understand where a lot of people are and um, make them feel safe and comfortable and human and, you know, give them that gentle, loving patience sometimes that they're not able to give to themselves. And so um, I would say that I have 100% been able to kind of take that past experience and use it in my coaching in a powerful way. Mm. Yeah, what a beautiful space that you get to offer people. That is, that is so powerful. I love that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a, it's been a real privilege to kind of see and understand like how, how it can actually be created, you know? like that space because I I mean before I went through the collective it was you know I'm able I I was a good listener like I was a good friend you know like I was able to really um you know help people and and support people emotionally and do all that but it's so much different now like there's so much depth to what we're taught as nurse coaches to really truly hold space and allow for silence to be present and um giving us the opportunity to help people see the things that they might not see. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's nurse coaching has been a real gift for, 
for me personally too. Like, I mean, you go through the collective and you're like, oh great, I'm going to help people. And then it's like all this inner work <laughs> that you weren't prepared <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> and so I would say, I would say that that too was, um, was powerful in my ability to shift myself into a, from a bedside nurse into a coach. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to do that work for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. that's what makes it so much more real. And I'm curious because you said that you've done some therapy in the past. Um, what do you think makes coaching stand apart from therapy? Well, I would say because so my time in therapy, it was very much spent on talking about my past, like 100% about my past. And sometimes we dug into like my fu- my current situations, but never did we ever talk about my future. Mm-hmm. And so with coaching, I am able to meet people where they are. You know, we can we can talk about things that have affected you in your past. Absolutely. Because it's what makes you who you are today. And, but we 100% are, are spending our time and energy investing into who you want to be in the future. And so if you're interested in creating that radical change, let's find ways to do that rather than, you know, when I was in therapy, it was, it was a lot of, you know, you feel this way because of this thing that's, that's connected to your past, which, you know, makes you human, but also where you're at right now let's figure out where we can take those feelings and turn them into something that could that could help help make you better right Mm -hmm. so therapy was a lot of deep dives into into whys and and I feel like you know with nurse coaching we figure out your root cause we do we talk about that you know that's our goal but then it's our it is our mission to meet you into the future like to help you get help guide you into the future wherever it is you're trying to go so not my therapist never ever asked me like what is your biggest dream or like what is something that you wish you had but you you know you think of it as unobtainable you know I've I've never been asked those questions in therapy before Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's absolutely a place for therapy um, and it's really powerful work. But, you know, like you said, you weren't asked about your future. And I think it's easy to kind of stay stuck in those past experiences sometimes or maybe Mm -hmm. just reliving them or, you know, like kind of identifying with that. And and then you can't even see your future self or your ideal life or your dreams like that's so true. Yeah. It happens to a and, lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it and it's not encouraged in therapy either to like have a perspective shift or to have a mindset shift because I know I learned a lot from therapy and I had a lot of aha moments, but it wasn't something that I was able to be like, oh, I need to shift my mindset into this other area of thought because mm-hmm. if I do, then it will better me in my present. It's like, a, oh, I am this way because of this rather than being like, a, oh, if you shift your mindset, even though you you have all of this stuff in your past, shift that mindset into a different perspective and, and make it better for your current and future self. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so powerful. Oh, do you have any examples with clients where you've been able to kind of witness that moment of breakthrough or that shift for them? 
Um, yeah, actually. So I was coaching one of my clients. Actually, she was a pro bono client. Um, and I, she's now a paying client. So I've kept, kept her from literally the beginning. Um, I was coaching her last week and, um, she, she was talking to me about, um, you know, so she's an artist. She was talking to me about some art shows she wanted to get into. And, um, but she kept having all these intrusive thoughts come in. Like, what if I don't like, I, you know, I've, I've worked so hard, you know, all these, all these things started to like come in to make her feel like this isn't possible for her, like from the past. And so I literally just told her, I was like, based upon the, the thought spiral you just went through, you're absolutely creating a problem when there isn't one. And so because of that moment, she, she was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like, I didn't even see that I was creating this issue when there wasn't one. And so I also took the time to explain to her, like, if you, if you allow those thoughts to drive your mind, then you're also using those thoughts to create your reality. So then mm -hmm. if you're going to allow those thoughts to take over, then guess what's going to happen? you're not going to get into that art show. You're not going to be as successful this year as you want to, you know? So it's, that would, that's like my most recent example that I could give, but um, I've had some clients in the past too, who have moments of like, you know, they're just talking through something and, and because of a question that I asked and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, I didn't even know that about myself. How did you do that? And I'm like, that, that was all you, <laughs> like, you're the one who did the thought process. You're the one who was, you know, working through and breaking things down. And so it's, it's fun to see when people have that moment of like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Or um, just gaining a new perspective on just an area of their life where they feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I truly believe that everything goes back to the things that we're choosing to believe and the things that we're speaking over ourselves and our lives. And that mm -hmm. leads to every decision that we make, every, every relationship, every, you know, it affects every single part of our lives. And so you have yeah. to go back to that, that root, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's so, it's just so powerful when you, when you look at it from that mind um, mindset perspective and right. those are the kinds of things I loved to talk about so mm -hmm. maybe we can dive into that a little bit like how are the stories that we're telling ourselves actually affect us on a nervous system level can you speak to that a little bit absolutely um <laughs> I feel like I'm currently kind of going through a little bit of this so um the way that I've experienced it is when we have a when we have a traumatic event happen to us. What happens is is it allows our brain to protect ourselves moving moving forward, and so that doesn't just allow our brain to work, but then our subconscious and our non conscious allows all of these intrusive thoughts to come to the forefront, right? Because it's like, oh, what if something happens? You know, this this could be very dangerous. So. Um, on a nervous system level, when I let those thoughts be the, be in charge rather than allowing them to, when I allow those thoughts to be who I am, let's put it that way, instead of just allowing those thoughts to come in and pass by, it 100% affects me physically. Like I can feel it in my solar plexus. It 
it's on fire whenever those thoughts are allowed to be in charge. Um, you know, I, I have struggled with anxiety in the past. That's part of the reason why I was in therapy. I had generalized anxiety disorder and I could, when I was anxious, I could feel it in my, in my body. Like it was almost like a fire would go through my veins if my anxiety was high. And that was due to whatever type of brain activity was happening, you know, because it was, it was all fear-based. And so because I was able to learn how to kind of retrain my brain in a way I, you know, I was able to tell, begin to tell myself like, Hey, you're safe. You're human. These are normal feelings. These are normal thoughts, but this is not who you are. This is not what defines you moving forward because you're going to choose to allow yourself to be defined by higher thoughts, by, by a regulated nervous system, by, you know, emotional regulation in general. So, um, that that's kind of my take on on how like your thoughts can can really begin to leak into your fit like your nervous system physically and then I mean if we get onto like a, a path train like your nervous system then can lead into like cardiovascular systems if you're too heightened and so I mean I had that conversation with a client last night and that like he was totally mind blown by that he's like well so you're saying my anxiety can affect my heart and I'm like absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's um it's all interconnected and it's crazy but it is uh all on a on a basis of wanting to create change for sure yeah for sure and I've, I've heard it explained to you how like your nervous system is also the it's it's almost this like intermediary process between your brain and your body so it goes both mm-hmm. ways and so you have a thought your nervous system reacts <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way that's you know I want to keep you safe this is dangerous right and then you have a physical response which then the nervous system goes and communicates back to the brain that you're mm-hmm. in danger and so it's like this continuous loop and so yeah. we have to go back to those thought patterns and start mm-hmm. changing those yes 100 percent. it's so real it's so real. And there are so many people who, who struggle with that. There's so many people who are affected by that and don't even realize it. They think that it's normal, that that feeling is normal, that that feeling of overdrive and fight or flight is totally normal. And it is not. And there's a way to change it. That's the, that's the part I like that I love explaining to my clients. Like there's 100% a way to, to create change around that. If, if that's something that you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you have to really want it because it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Right. You have to believe that you're worth it too. Yes. Oh my goodness. Self-worth goes so far in this type of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's so it's such a deep wound for some people when they don't believe that they're worth it. They literally will just make every single excuse possible. And then it's not even, it's, it doesn't even seem possible for them. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had a couple of clients like that too. And even in myself, before I really started my journey with uh, real healing about two years ago, you know, I, I literally was met with looking at myself in the mirror and being like, okay, I'm either worth it or I'm not. And I choose, and I have to choose right now because if I don't like, I'm going to be stuck in this toxic cycle that I've been in for the last 10 years 
And so, you know, I chose to make myself worth it. And it literally started by me looking at, just being able to look at myself in the mirror and feel confidence and happiness and just giving myself the the love that I was craving so badly from like external factors and just being gentle and being patient and, you know, really truly spending time with myself. So yeah, the self-worth portion goes, goes so far when it comes to this type of work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's so, that's so powerful. Um, you know, when you got on the call, I, I usually get a general sense of someone's energy and it's interesting that you mentioned that you were diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder because like I did not get any sense of that from you so I'm curious like what do you do on a day-to-day to continue to regulate your nervous system well so it's been a long time to create that routine but it is absolutely real now <laughs> so um I used to, yeah, so I used to live in a constant state of fight or flight, um, obviously, because that's where my anxiety was coming from. Um, So on a daily basis, I have created routines and I have, and it's not just a routine that I say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's like a, okay, I did this today and I'm going to check it off of my habit sheet because that's how I keep track of making sure that I, I'm, my nervous system is on track. So I have a morning routine, you know, I wake up, I take my dogs outside, I feed them. Um, and then I make sure that I'm physically active every single day. Um, I love to do Pilates. I love to go for walks. Um, yoga is also great on days when my body's just like, you know what, we just feel like not not doing a whole lot today, then I'll do some stretching, light stretching. Um, I've also begun practicing the feelings that are really difficult for me to feel. So things like vulnerability, um, allowing myself to be, to have moments of gratitude every day, um, you know, to allow myself to, to be afraid of what's fearful, but use it as an opportunity rather than being afraid. Um, I've also given myself um, the time and space to continue my spiritual development. So, um, and when I say, for, for me personally, when I say spiritual development, that, that means that I spend time meditating. I spend time with my sound bowls. I spend time with my tarot cards. Um, you know, those types of things are spiritual development for me. So. I have a routine and I make sure that I check those things off of my, of of my boxes every single day. And that is 100% what keeps me on track today um, on a personal level. And also my relationships with other people. Like I, since I started this journey, I have, I don't want to say I've cut out, but I have, you know, I've created my, I've created a a distance for myself from people that I didn't feel were serving me. And um, that has absolutely helped me tremendously. Setting boundaries was huge for my nervous system regulation. Um, And being in a healthy relationship in general, like with, with my partner, 
um, that has been extremely helpful. You know, someone who can meet me where I'm at and try their best to understand where I'm coming from in moments of a heightened nervous system or moments of reaction. I'm self-aware enough to take a step back and be like, okay, I'm reacting. I need to take, take time to respond instead. But it's nice to have someone who's able to say, hey, your voice is a little bit high right now. How about we take, take a step back? <laughs> and then, you know, because th then he's not, he's not affected by that. He doesn't take it personally. He's like, okay, this is a moment for me to remind her. So um, that has been really helpful too. And then being in a career that I love makes a huge difference. Like not being in a job that feels like I'm burnt out, that, you know, feels like I'm not able to truly serve. Um, it's, a, it's a real, it's a lifestyle decision to create a regulated nervous system. It really mm -hmm. is. Because even when I was still working at the hospital, if I was doing all of those things that I just talked about, and I was still working in the hospital, my nervous system would be a little bit like more heightened on a daily basis. Absolutely. Because that job is not something that I feel serves me. And it's not, it's not a place I want to spend my time and energy in anymore. And so um, it is a real commitment to, to regulate your nervous system, especially through things like depression and anxiety. Like you have to really want it. And because you're going to lose you're going to lose a lot, but when you lose a lot, there's so much to gain moving forward. Yeah. It's, it's like you're, you've created this life that's in alignment with what you value. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is so grounding for our, our nervous systems. And I don't think people mm -hmm. realize how much we're affected by when the things in our lives are out of alignment. And so mm -hmm. it's so cool that you're able to take you know, take those things that you can change and create, you know, create those boundaries and create those routines. And then when the things come your way that you necessarily can't control, like you have those tools, mm -hmm. you have that um, stable ground to stand on. So yeah. yeah, that's the word that was coming up for me was that alignment, like every mm -hmm. part of your life, you're, you're creating this sense of alignment. Um, yeah. And so your body's taking that signal of safety so mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely agree and alignment for me has been probably what I've been working towards for probably the last two and a half years just literally recreating the alignment in my life to feel regulated mm -hmm. and to feel like I do have what it takes when those moments do come up I have all the tools and I have all the coping mechanisms and I'm I have all the support that I need to put to move through it and to you know make whatever shift needs to happen and um, process the thoughts as they come yeah yeah so Brittany I want to ask you how can our listeners start to incorporate some of these things like say that they're having that moment where it's that breaking point they're looking in the mirror something has to change like what are those first few steps that they can take to start this journey of alignment Absolutely be gentle with yourself. Don't expect things to change immediately. Give yourself the time and the space needed. Even if it means like 
spending more time with yourself than you do with other people. Do what feels right for you, even if it's scary. Even if it's scary, because what you're doing is, like you just said, you're creating a new alignment and everything moving forward is going to be different. And that that's a huge mindset shift. So make sure that you are doing what you need to do on a daily basis that feels good to you because everything else is going to be uncomfortable. So if there's hobbies that you enjoy, any type of self-care routine that you do, um, you know, going for a walk outside or just being active in general, being in nature, you know, become grounded, whatever it takes for you to be grounded so that you can remind yourself on a daily basis that you're safe and that moving through whatever it is you're moving through is going to be difficult, but you are 100% strong enough to push push through the shift. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing. If I could tell myself from two and a half years ago that right there, <laughs> that mm -hmm. would have made such an impact on, on who I am today. But I mean, I went through it and I made it and I, you know, created the changes that needed to happen. And I, I literally in those moments uh, when I was first beginning, I just held myself all the time and that was hard at the beginning because that self-worth portion that we talked about earlier you know you don't feel like you're worthy sometimes of that love and that patience and that that gentleness but you are and if you continue to give yourself the opportunity to feel it then you can you can heal that part of you you gotta feel it to heal it yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah I think it's so easy to kind of fall into the trap of being defined by the things that have happened to us and allowing those things to make us feel like we're not worthy and that mm -hmm. um, we're always going to going to struggle and always feel this way. So I think that your, your message really is a message of hope because um, you came from a place of constant fight or flight, always being activated, never safe in your body mm -hmm. to now you've like walked this path and obviously you had to be diligent and consistent, but also like very gentle with yourself. And, um, it's a, it's a daily walk. It's a daily practice. So I think that, you know, if for our listeners, if you feel like you're at that breaking point, like you're, you know, you're standing in front of the mirror and you're like, what am I going to choose to believe about myself? Like something has to change here moving forward. Like I, I believe that Brittany's space is, is just a beautiful, safe, um, place to start working through some of these things. So Brittany, where can our listeners uh, reach out to you and connect with you? So I have my, I have my personal Facebook page. Feel free to reach out there. Um, I also have my business page, the Lifestyle Collective LLC. Um, and I am more than happy to, on, on my business page, I have my, like my business email on there. Um, but I also have my, uh, my business website on there as well. So feel free, any of those platforms, um, my personal Facebook, business Facebook, any of it, you can reach out. Um, I'm more than happy to meet you where you are and just help you be gentle with yourself and find patience and, and love and, um, you know, help, help you gain a, some sort of regulation in general inside of your body and inside of your brain. And yeah, I'm here for you. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. It's been great to have this conversation with you today. And I know that our listeners will find it very just, I don't know, it just says your presence is calming, but it, it's also like this solid, it just feels solid. Um, so I know that this is going to help a lot of our listeners. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm very happy that I was able to be here with you today, Kaylee. You just finished an episode of the Mindful Method podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you can move forward this week with a renewed sense of peace, joy, and energy to just start getting closer to the life that you want to live. And as always, please feel free to send me a message. I'm always here to answer your questions. I'm here to support you and leave a review if you found this helpful. Thanks and have a great week.